Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% off every single one of your orders. You can also go to sickwix.com, S-I-C-W-I-C-K-S, and uh, go check out their brand new candles. They got new stuff rolling out all the time. We're all stuck in our houses right now. We're safe in our houses, and uh, they're... They probably need to freshen things up a little bit. Do so with a Sickwix candle or maybe the soap that they have uh, on the website. Do that today. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this is a very special Big MX Radio podcast. The guy that I have on the line is an absolute icon in motocross throughout the 90s, 2000s, and especially in his home country of Mexico. He signed my Road Champs toy way back in 2000 at the uh, at Grunt, the Grunthal National. Uh, he was surprised that I had it. He was, he was ecstatic. He signed it for me. I still have it to this day. Um, and his name is Pedro Gonzalez. Pedro, welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey, thank you, Brad. Thank you for having me in the podcast. I'm pretty excited about, you know, chatting and uh, talking about, you know, uh, about watercross. Absolutely. That's that's what this podcast is all about, my friend. Um, before we get into uh, sort of the, the motocross side of things and, and, and your whole history of, of what, where your, uh, your sort of your career took off throughout the 90s, of course, you were a Fox athlete. That's how a lot of people come to find, come to know you. Uh being a Fox athlete on some of the Terra Firma videos. Um, what's Pedro Gonzalez up to now? You're back in Mexico. Uh, you've got a graphic company. Tell us all about. Tell us all about all about it. Yes, uh, actually, after I got uh, after I got retired in 2003, uh, I went back home uh, and I started my business. I got a motorcycle shop, and uh, you know we do uh, we do parts, accessories. Uh, work on bikes and uh, gear and all, whatever you need for, for, for a dirt bike or an uh, uh, type ride or even uh, uh, as you, uh, I'm sorry, uh, like the racers in, in Can-Amp, uh, okay. we got everything. So uh, we don't got business. And like I said, I mean, after I got retired in 2003, I started my business in Mexico. So that's what I'm doing. I'm being staying, staying involved in the industry. Um you know, all based uh, on doing also the racing side. You know, after I got retired professional in the U.S., I was doing some races here in Mexico for a couple of years. Uh, just, you know, maybe like two, three races a year. Uh, and then uh, I just totally got, you know, to retire about racing. Uh, that was in like 2009, even here in Mexico. And since then, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm, you know, I worked for KTM Mexico for a couple of years. I was uh, uh, a sport director, something like team manager for, for their race teams, Enduro and Motocross. And uh, I was with them for seven years. And then uh, I got off that and uh, I went back, you know, doing my, my, my thing, you know, taking care of my business. And I started a uh, graphic company also, which is called 47 Graphics. Uh, and about three years ago, uh, you know, I was I was just getting tired of, you know, going to the races and doing things that, that I think, you know, they could be better. And that's when I started thinking about doing some races and, you know, promoting some races. And, and 
I started that business in promoting races. So everything that I do is it's it's revolving around you know the motorcycle, the motocross. So I'm pretty happy, you know, loving loving what I do because you know that's what I love motocross and the bike. That's what I love, and I'm just I'm just feeling grateful to doing you know uh, my passion and being my 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 work. There you go. Absolutely. A hardworking guy on and off the track and uh, cultivating the the culture and the the motocross scene in a country where you got your start. Obviously, you, you're uh, one of the most uh, successful and world-renowned um, motocross racers to uh, to ever call uh, Mexico your, your home nation. Um, like... like what spurs that uh, that drive to want to give back? Obviously, um, you, you you raced you've raced in in Mexico for a long period of time. That's where you got your start. You you were very proud in, in how you uh, represented that throughout your career. Um, how much pride does it give you when you're able to give back and, and see that the uh, the community is flourishing in Mexico? You know, it was it was something that you know like big and special for me uh you know like i started uh riding and racing when i was uh six years old uh my dad used to race back in the 70s and uh, but it has nothing to do with what it, what it is what it was now back in the 70s especially here in mexico uh they used to race what they call like tt's or short and they used to race on motorcycles they were used on the street and they were just taking like fenders and lights, uh, headlights, uh, and stop lights and stuff like that, taking off the bike and, and, and make them as a, uh, as a race bike. And so that's how I started, uh, you know, racing here in Mexico. And pretty much all my life, you know, been revolving around motorcycles because my dad used to have a, a shop also here in Mexico. So that's, that's how everything started so you know after doing you know local races here in mexico uh and then i started doing nationals races after winning um uh championships when i was on a peewee here in mexico then you know i moved to a uh, 65 85 and i was winning pretty much like everything here in mexico uh back then my dad used to take me a lot to race in texas uh, so that helped, you know, my my level to to stand out, uh, you know, from the other guys from my competition here in Mexico. So uh, there were there were this point where I was winning like pretty much everything uh, or anything in in in, in Mexico. And uh, when I was um, thirteen, um, you know, I was. I was uh, a little bit heavy for, for the 85. And then I started, you know, riding the 125, and I moved to the 125 class when I was uh, on the late... No, I, I think I was 14. I was 14, and, and I moved straight the uh, expert class. So um, that was a big move my dad did, my dad did back then because uh, that's when I had the competition. You know, my first years, uh, I didn't want anything. I was like, uh, the best finish I had it was a third place on the Nationals. And by the uh, following year, uh, so I started winning, like, every race in the 125. And 
I started doing some of the 250 races. And so I won one 250 race, and I was winning all the 125 class and motors. So I was, I was, I was, I was pretty much unbeatable on the 125. And then uh, on the following year after that, uh, two years after I jumped on the big bikes, so I started just winning everything, everything here in Mexico. And there was this point where I was, you know, we were like, you know, there's nothing else to do here in Mexico, so let's get a little bit further. So we we started um, looking for um, Latin American races, all from Mexico South. So uh, in 92, I ended up winning the 250 Latin American Motocross Championship. And after that, I was like, man, there's, you know, what else? I mean, you know, the next thing is, you know, is the GS. So that year in 92, it was a special year. You know, I think that was the year that it, it, it kind of clicked everything for me. Because um, on the end of 90, I think 90, yeah, 90 or 91, I remember I had like a big, big crash. When I got hurt pretty bad, and that was the point where I kind of uh, started thinking. I mean, you know, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it right. If not, I'm just gonna quit because I was pretty much uh, pretty close to to die of that crash. Uh, so, and uh, '92, like everything started clicking for me. Everything. So that's when I won the um, the Latin American Championship. I was having so much fun on the bike. I was riding pretty good. And luckily for me, that year, uh, Fox Racing and the guys from Fox Racing Mexico promoted a race in Acapulco. They called this race Acapulco Supercross. Right. So Fox US, you know, uh, brought all the top guys, you know, their top guys, uh, their top athletes at that time to race in New Mexico, and I like to say, luckily for me, I did pretty good with those guys, like Jeff Matias and me, uh, uh, Robbie Rayner, where he was making his like pro debut, um, Mickey Diamond or Ray Selmo, uh, I can't remember well, but it was like seven, seven, six, seven guys. Yeah, were no, those bad. were top but, end guys back then. Those were like the guys. Yeah. Yeah, those were the guys, exactly, back in the uh, early 90s. So, um, like I said, I did pretty good. I got, uh, I was I was running, like, second uh, battling with uh, Matiasevich for, for a long time. Then I just got tired, and uh, Robbie was getting real strong. He passed me. Uh, and then I was doing third. Pretty much the whole race, and like with two laps to go, uh, race some went by and passed me. And I was like, Jesus, but anyway, it was a good race, and uh, it was uh, also like a eye opener for, for all those guys because, like, they were like, Who's this guy? I mean, where is he coming from? Is he from Mexico? They couldn't believe that I was from Mexico and, and I was riding, you know, at the level. So, um, that at that race, you know, Greg and Pete from Fox. Um, they offered me, you know, sponsor me, uh, and they offered me some some money, some some help to 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 do the supercross for next year. That uh, it was the 1993, yeah, 1992 supercross. 
So that was I was like, yeah, that's that, that's my chance. So uh, pretty much I put you know all my all my eggs in one basket and went for it and do the the supercross in '93. And like I say, uh, I was having so much fun. I was riding. I was uh, enjoying every moment of you know of that time. And I went to the Supercross, and I started doing good. You know, on the first race, it was Houston Supercross. And for me, it's kind of close, like like 10 hours drive. Uh, so I went there like a week earlier uh, to do some riding in that area. And like um, Tuesday before the Supercross, uh, my bike uh, broke. So I was like, damn, you know, I, you know, I had no extra bike. That was my only bike. And that was a 92 model because uh, I didn't tell you this, but uh, in 92 and the prior years, I was uh, racing for, riding for Honda Mexico. So uh, after that 92, um, I contacted the guy from, from Honda Mexico and I asked, you know, I told him my plan. I said, you know, I'll, you know, I'd like to go and try Supercross in the U.S. in uh, 93. So will you guys support me with, you know, with bikes and, and well, pretty much bikes? And they say, no, you know what, we, we can't, we cannot help you there. So we got a ride in the U.S., which everybody knows who they are at that, at that time, you know, the top guys. And we want you to race here in Mexico. So if you're going to go over the race, sorry, but we cannot help. And so that was like, that was a bummer for me because uh, uh, I have, you know, I have uh, no support for, uh, from bikes. Right. So I ended up getting the bike from 92, my old race bikes, 92. So I decided to go race with those bikes in the 93 Supercross. So I went to Houston Supercross, and uh, uh, Tuesday before the race, uh, I broke my bike. So, and back then, it was nothing like, you go to the dealership and you order your parts next day or, or, or second day and nothing like that exists back then. So like you have to order your parts and get them like in a week or a week and a half. So I was pretty much screwed. And uh, one of my uh, relatives, my my uncle Carlos, uh, actually Carlos is, uh, I don't know if you remember Eric Vallejo. Of course, Eric Vallejo, yeah. He raced oh, in Canada as well. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's my cousin. So uh, his dad, um, at that time, those guys lived in Houston. So okay. at that time, uh, he said, you know what? There's no part for you to fix your bike. So why you, why you don't buy a new bike? I say, because I don't have money now. I mean, I got some money to go to the races. But uh, if I spend this in the bike, I'm not going to be able to make it to the second round in Anaheim. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to buy it and uh, use it, and you pay me later. Great, that, that works. So we ended up buying a bike on Thursday afternoon. So I only put stickers and my numbers on, 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 on the plate and went out and raised the Houston Supercross with us, with our brand new stock, 125, Honda 125. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you only you only raced, uh, actually, yeah, only like in 1990, and then in 93, you actually didn't race at you, you, both Houston Supercrosses. I guess that's the closest one to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Because that was the closest for me. So, uh, 
Right. Okay. And that makes sense. He, you know, right now I'm kind of like thinking, I say, like, you know, that, that that was that was good. You know, racing the supercar kind of in a stock 125 Honda. So uh, you know, if you ask me now to do, to do that, I say, no, you're crazy. I'm not doing it because I'm going to kill myself with a stock bike with a stock suspension in a supercar track. So, but anyway, that's the only thing uh, that I knew, and you know, just riding stock bikes because that's what I was riding all the time. So um, that race I did pretty good on my heat. On uh, the main event, I crashed. I ended up, I can't remember, but it wasn't that great. But anyway, I did real good on my on my heat. I got second on my heat, so I made it. Uh, I was the fourth pick on the on the main event. And a lot of guys started, you know, asking, who's this guy? I mean, where's he from? And so then nobody knew me, I mean, back then. So uh, that night, like I say, on the main event, I crashed. And um, I didn't look good. I, I, I can't remember even if I finished because I crashed car. So anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it says you at 18th. So, but yeah, you might not I, have I finished. guess it was a DNF. Exactly. Uh, I think I didn't finish. But that, that night, um, the people from Kawasaki, Mexico, uh, which are really good friends with my dad and now myself too, they're pretty good, uh, pretty good friends now, uh, they were at that, at, uh, that supercross watching uh, you know, the races. And after the race, um, uh, uh, the owner of Kawasaki Mexico, which is a pretty big group here in Mexico, is called Grupo Motomex. Uh, he, he, um, uh, the owner's son, uh, Javier, approached my dad and said, Hey, well, you know, Pedro wrote good and, and, you know, we were pretty excited. So, um, why he's, why he riding Honda? Uh, said my dad, well, because that's what he was riding, you know, the year before. And he said, do you think he, he, he would like to, to, to ride Kawasaki? I said, I don't, I don't think a, I don't see a problem. I, I, don't, I think he, he, he will, I mean, he have no problem. He, he will rate the carries. So anyway, that night, uh, he offered me, you know, like support to go to the next race on the Kawasaki, which, which I did. So I went to California the, uh, Monday after Houston Supercross, I drove there. So he got me two bikes in California, and for the first time, you know, I was going to have a, a modified bike and, and prep for Supercross. So he sent one of the bikes to Pro Circuit, and the other bike was ready for me to pick it up at Kawasaki and Irvine. So I went off, you know, we, I did all the trip from, from Texas to, to L.A. with a, a friend from Mexico. Which was a trip. It was it was real good, you know. Like I said, okay. we were enjoying that. All those moments were good, and um, so I I did Anaheim, and I think Anaheim I got like six or seven, something like that, and 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 that's when I started. You know, the people started really, you know, look at me at that time. So, but, you know, there were great times back then, man. Well, I mean, still, they're great times, you know, what I'm doing. Yeah, no, you, you did fantastic. Like, Seattle, you're fifth. Um, and yeah. uh, San Diego, you come back, you, th- like, this is all in two- in 1993. Uh, 
13th, 6th, uh, Pasadena later that year, you're 12th, you get a podium at, uh, at San, and, San Jose, uh, San Jose, which you would later on the next year, you do even better than that. Um, you must've really been turning some heads and, uh, and that's why they had you come back. Uh, you actually even raced a, a few of the, uh, of the 125 motocross rounds that, that year as well. That was the first time we'd seen you, uh, race motocross in, in the United States as well, uh, on the Cowie 125s. Yeah, uh, 93 was my first, uh, I mean, it was my first, uh, year in the U.S. full time. And, um, the plan was just to do, uh, supercross because, uh, that was, you know, um, I think the less expensive uh, travel to the supercross than following all the, the motocross. Yep. But like I say, uh, yeah, because uh, you know I was so lucky. But, you know, I mean, I, I feel I've been a lucky guy, and you know I've been getting support uh, since I was uh, you know a little kid from from a bunch of friends here in Mexico and all over the places, and like I feel pretty grateful that. People have been supporting me all my, my career. And uh, when I was in the U.S., it wasn't the exception because um, um, to go from Anaheim to Seattle, Washington, that was a big trip for me. And a lot of, you know, hours driving and too expensive. And, and now I was, I was supposed to skip Seattle and race San Diego. Because the distance. So anyway, uh, it was this other friend uh, from Texas. Uh, at that time, he used to have a team that called Team Texas. His name is Chris Walvis. Uh He only had one rider, and his rider he was in a Honda, and that was in Kawasaki. So he was pretty excited that I was doing good because he knew me from 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 my racing days in Texas. Uh, and watching me doing, you know, good okay at the end, he got pretty excited and I said, hey, Pedro, are you planning to go to Seattle? I say, you know, no, because, uh, I just can't afford to go all the way there and, 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 you know, I'm just going to save it for San Diego. So he ended up inviting me and, and to, to Seattle and, um, he says, come over, you know, bring your bike, you can drive with us, and, and, and you, you pay nothing. I'll pay, you know, all the expenses, you know, all the, all the truck expenses are paid, you only pay your hotel and your, your meals and your entries. So that was, that was a really good help, uh, at that time. So, which I did. And so I went to Seattle and raised because thanks to, 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 to Team Texas and, 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 and Kirk. And from from that race on, he put me on the team. So he has a, he was a Honda team, but I was on the Kawasaki. He only he asked the only thing he asked me is just put a, a Team Texas sticker on the bike. So okay. I did that. Uh, I did that, and um, so I ended up racing all the Supercross with him. And uh, after Supercross. Uh, like you say, I mean, final day I did, I did pretty good. I did, I got third. So he got pretty excited, you know, that race because one of his guys got podium, so it was me. So he decided to take us to, to do some, some, uh, outdoors. 
And man, I'm telling you, when I went to the first race, to the first outdoor I did, it was handcuffed. I, I mean, you cannot imagine how, um, how tough is those races. The outdoors, oh, they're yeah. real tough. Oh my God. It was, it was not, man. I ended up making one point that, that weekend. So it was my first national point. I got 20. And it's amazing. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, do not realize how, you know, tough it's the outdoors in the U.S., racing outdoors. Uh, you know, you, you battling 20 something place and they're still racing hard and, and going strong the whole 30 minutes, you know, of motors. And, and you get to the point like, what are you doing? I mean, we, we, we fighting nothing, no points, no nothing. But, you know, that's, that's why those guys are so fast. And, uh, so that, that first weekend, uh, it was like an eye opener for me. You know, I got 20, I got one point, and I got so beat up that, uh, as soon as I, you know, finished my moto, my second moto, so I got in the, uh, in the trailer, and I fell asleep till the next day. So it was, it was, it was, it was, like I say, like an eye opener for me. Oh, big time. Yeah. And, th- and it was, a, I'm sure it was a bit of a humbling experience in the fact that you were usually a top 10 guy as long as you were, uh, uh, getting a good start and, and in a lot of those super crosses and then, uh, all three nationals outside the top 20. Um, but the very next year, January rolls around, supercross rolls around, you race, uh, 125 East Coast for one round, and then you race the rest of the West Coast series um, in 1994. Is that the is that the first year you were, or is that the year you were with uh, Mitch Payton, or how did that come together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was '94. That's when okay. I got uh, the uh, ride. Tell me how that Mitch. that te- that, uh, um, that team like you got on that team before that even that season even started. You know, that's that's. That's uh, a lot of people ask me how you know how do you get uh, on that team? I say it was funny because uh, um, actually I raised the 125 West Coast. I got a, a, a I was with teammates with Jamie Dobb and Ryan Hughes. Okay. So um, I was doing, you know, like remember when I told you that a Kawasaki Mexico uh, sent uh, one of my bikes to 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 get prepped by Pro Circuit. So it was my first right. time with a with a with a bike prep for 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 supercross. So like I said, it was an, another eye opener for me. Like stiff suspension, good power, uh, you know, all all ready to go. So um, also back then, I didn't know that we have to change parts and pistons, you know, so often. So. Uh, I went and did the first three races with the same motor, same everything, just put pouring gas and clean the filter and changing oil, and that, that's about it, and changing tires. So um, by San Diego, uh, my dad decided to, to, to do the topping on the bike. And so um, he did the topping, and he found out that it was, Something was wrong, you know, it was centered wrong on my bike. So he went to, to Pro Circuit, and uh, my dad was pissed at the time. He was, man, you know, how could these guys miss this thing? Yeah. And so uh, the guy, they assembled the bike at, at, at the shop, uh, not the race shop, at the regular shop, for you to connect the power valve 
consistent. So I have no bottom end on the bike. But anyway, I was racing all those races with that bike, and that was okay for me. So, so, uh, so my dad was pretty, pretty, pretty mad, and he went and rolled the bike to 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 Mitch uh, truck at that time in San Diego. And my dad started speaking English, so he was trying to speak some something, say something in English, but he was saying nothing. And Mitch find out what was the problem and kind of figure out, they, oh, you know, don't worry, just leave the bike here, we will take care of the bike. So anyway, uh, from that weekend, that's, I think that's when we started our relations with, with, with Mitch. So since then, he kind of put me under his wing that year, and he was look, looking for, you know, for anything that I need or anything that uh, uh, he, he could do better for me. Uh, he starts supplying with pipes and, and pits and, and, and just, you know, just getting my special belt with the track and him and bones and, and that's how I start everything. And when I, on Dallas Supercross, I did, I think yeah, I, I got six that, that weekend or I can't remember what place, but anyway, it was, a um, East and West. Uh, combined race and uh, for my region I think I got like second or third so Mitch was pretty, pretty excited you know that weekend too with, with, my, with my performance and you know he started you know he was visiting my pets and checking out how I was doing and I had no idea no clue that you know this is it was going to turn and, and and something that I, I was gonna be his writer for next year. So uh, summer came by, um, and I went to this uh, to do this race in California. Uh, and some some guy asked me. Uh, I say, hey, well, he told me, hey, congratulations. I say, why? Are oh, you think you're gonna be a pro circle writer next year? I say, uh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Uh, the first time I hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I talked to to Mitch, and Mitch told me that, that you're on the team next year. But 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 at the time, nobody was telling me. I mean, nobody told me nothing from Pacific or Mitch or anything. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, coming from this guy, I don't know, maybe he just he just bluffing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, months went by and went back to. I didn't hear anything from Pacific at the time. So summer went by, went back to Mexico. And I was uh, on 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 springtime. I was doing some writing, getting ready to go um, to Japan because that year in, um, they invited me to go to Japan Supercross. So um, while I was practicing at home, uh, crack, and I ended up breaking my my uh, my leg, Tuesday and Friday. So I was pretty bummed at the time. I was like, man, you know, because that was the first time I was gonna make a trip that long and, and you know to Japan and and so uh, I ended up missing 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 the, the race but anyway like a week later that I got hurt uh, the people from California Mexico called and I said hey Pedro you know I just got a call from from Mitch from Post Circuit in California US and they want you on the team for 1994 and I was like what so it's true, you know what this guy told me you know, a few months back. Uh, it's true. So 
I say, Mitch wants wants uh, wants you to come. So as soon as I hang up with Javier from Kawasaki, Mexico, I call Mitch, and I told him I said I told him what happened. I told him that I crashed and I broke my my my, my leg and. The first thing he asked me, how do you broke it? Uh, I said, in what part of the feet you broke it? And I told him, you know, from this part, I said, oh, okay, you're going to be okay. So, um, so are you ready to ride for us? I said, yeah, I'm ready. You know, as soon as I, you know, get on the bike, I'm ready. I said, okay, uh, when can you come and sign your contract? I said, I can go next week. So I went to sign my contract uh, with uh, my cast on my, on my left. And, and and crutches. That's what you saying, right? Crutches. Yeah. Yeah, the crutches. So when I flew to LA, signed my contract with Mitch. That was in like in October. It'll be October. And um, so I got ready on the beginning of December. That's when I start riding. So as soon as I was ready to ride, I went to California. Started doing some riding with those guys, testing. And a month later, I was racing Nana. I'm sorry, Houston Supercross, which which should be open for the West Coast. And uh, the following week, it was Anaheim, which I got second. And from then, you know, the, the ball started rolling, started rolling, and everything was. I mean, everything was better, and uh, everything went real good that year. So I ended up second on the Supercross. So it was uh, uh, that was the highlight of my of my career. No kidding! Like it, like the 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 bikes were iconic. The number eighty six. Like it it seems to be obviously you're you're number forty seven in most people hearts, but a lot of people remember you for the eighty six. Uh-huh. Um, the bikes look sweet. Uh, everything about that year, it was it was something that no one had ever seen before. With uh, the whole team looking the exact same, with and they were now they were on Kawasaki's, really really cool. Uh, how were the bikes? And like, what, what was the team dynamic? And and uh, you, I'm not letting you get off this phone with me without giving me at least one Ryan Hughes story because uh, if you guys were both <laughs> on the same coast, you you you've got to have a Ryan Hughes story. May or may not include yeah, a, uh, a rental car. <laughs> it was a rental car. Uh, the other guy is a pretty cool guy. Uh, Jamie, you know, used to be uh, neighbors. I moved to the same apartment that Jamie Tom was living. So we used to train a lot. I was more, um, I was more spending more time with Jamie than, than Ryan. But still, you know, at, uh, at the test track and, and test day, we were all three riding together, and I remember one time he was uh, crashed so hard at the Cali track. Uh, we were testing that day. It was dry, hot, and the track was so hard packed. I mean, hard, hard packed. And he was placed in the woods pretty good. And this lap, he came, came out real strong on the woods, and he crashed real hard. And that's when he got the scar in his face, uh, in his cheek. Okay, uh, yeah. That crash, that crash was gnarly, man. I was there. I was there, and I was, I was gnarly. You know, he got this big uh, cut in his face. And you know that guy. He's always the top guy. He's been a top guy. Uh, for nothing, they call him Rhino. So uh, yep. he was like, he got up, you know, blood in his face, his gear, and... and he tough it out that you know that day. I mean, he didn't he didn't keep riding, but he he was like like 
like nothing, just walking to his truck, giving change, and, and, and drove to the hospital. I was like, man, this guy is, is nuts. He's a tough guy. So, uh, now, pretty good memory with all those guys, man, with all those guys. Uh, but, yeah, you know, those fights, like I say, even for me, coming from, from, from pretty much riding stock bikes, then to the pro circuit bike, which, which was really good in the 93 season, jumping on the, on the top team of the Supercross, on the 125 class, which was, back then, it was, it was a team. The cross-circuit team was the team, was the, the top team and the top bikes, and everybody wanted to be on that team because they're bikes. So uh, those bikes were so fast. That's unreal. I think that's the fastest bike that I ever rode. And, and um, it was amazing. You know, it, it's, it's amazing how much time uh, all those guys, especially Mitch, put on, 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 on the bikes and on the team to... To, to give the rider whatever they need. And, you know, some people say, no, make this, make that, or whatever. But, uh, you know, when he gets pissed, you know, I give, I give him all the reason because it's amazing, you know, how much time and effort he put on 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 the team. And, you know, he give 150%. He expected to, to just give the same. When you start lacking or doing something wrong, or and uh, he sees that uh, you're not performing well, he's gonna give you a hard time. That's for sure because he really gives everything on the team. So I think that's 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 a big part of his success on on the racing. And um, but you know that year was it was amazing. That's fantastic. And like, tell tell me about this race win. To go through as much detail as you possibly can. San um, San Jose, June four, June fourth. It's, it's amazing that the series went all the way into June. Uh, June fourth, nineteen ninety four. You're on top. Uh, you beat uh, Craig Decker, who I believe was your teammate at Morgan Racing Suzuki. Um, if I'm not yes. mistaken, that, that's that's actually. Yes, uh-huh. That's quite interesting, actually. Um, but uh, you, you beat Damon Huffman on a Suzuki, who I believe at that time was basically unbe- unbeatable. Um, like David Pingry, there, there's a ton of really uh, like Spud Walters is in there. D- Brian Deegan is in here. Corey Keeney, uh, Larry Linkogle. That's hilarious. Larry Linkogle from Larry, yeah, yeah, when that's he was hilarious that he raced. You know what? Uh, yeah. Um, Rhino crashed you know, out of that one. He got 20th. But, like, well, tell, Rhino, tell me as much as you can about that race. Yeah. Um, that day, you know, when you get up, you know, just stay, you, you, you get up, you know, wake up, and, and everything just clicked that day. You know, it was one of those days that everything clicked. You know, uh, I was fighting through the day before. Uh, I went to San Jose for some reason. I mean, not for some reason. San Jose... It's a lot of, uh, it's, um, uh, like Mexican, uh, uh, pretty much town. Uh, you know, everybody's speaking the Spanish and, and we went to eat breakfast and we ate some, uh, Mexican tacos for breakfast, uh, egg tacos and, uh, uh, breakfast tacos. And I was feeling like it really good, like, like, I really feel like in home that weekend. And, uh, so, um, 
I won my heat race. I was doing, I was putting pretty good um, lap times on practice. The track was hard pack, which I love it because that's what I, you know, we ride all the time in Mexico. And so I put a really good lap times on the practice. I won my heat. And on um, the main, I got pretty, a pretty good start. I was like second, first, second, or third. So yeah, I was in the front. And uh, I got lucky. Actually, we got lucky. Decker and I got lucky because uh, uh, Rhino and Damon um, collide on the triple. Uh, so they crashed. Both they both crashed. Uh, Damon got get up and uh, start just 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 riding real hard. Uh, he was fast, and yeah, Damon at that time he was untouchable. He was unbeatable on 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 the one twenty five. So uh, we got lucky that he crashed, uh, and Decker and myself, uh, we just ran. We just ran alone, and pretty much it turned into a race between Decker and myself. Because the top four guys, which was uh, Rhino, Damon, Decker, and myself, we were like the top four or five guys on the class. And so pretty much... He knew the one, the first place, Damon was gonna won because he was, like I say, he was so fast, so fast. I was trying my hardest, and and it was just just impossible to to keep up with with that guy. And so um, it was a it was a battle to to get second pretty much of, of the time. So that that day, uh, Craig and myself, we got you know we started running out. Just alone uh, between uh, between us. Um, Billy Decker won the race. I think Damon got all the way from last to third, or yeah, third because he got on the podium. Decker got second, and I got first. So um, it was amazing. And, and and on top of that, my dad uh, went uh, to that race also. So my dad was there. Oh, that's uh, the best. That must have meant so much. There. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was amazing, an amazing feeling, uh, amazing, amazing feeling. You know, like right now, I look, I look, uh, you know, the records, and I say I'm only with one race, uh, winning one race, and some of the riders with one race. But it's tough, man. To race, you know, to win a race at that level is not. Uh, it's not simple. It's it takes a lot of work from 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 the writer and from the people that is around you, all your interest. Uh, you know, it has to do a lot with it. So, uh, you know, back then, all those guys from Pasquale, like I say, I mean, they were they were there for you. And, you know, to perform good, to help you to perform to perform good, and 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 and, and do your best and, and win races. So that weekend. I ended up winning. Um, you know, remember um, uh, Jeff Emig uh, on by the you know by the truck and and, and congratulate me, uh, to congratulate me about that winning. And I was like, hey, Jeff Emig came in and said, you know, uh, and uh, congratulate me on on, on, that, on that that night. I was like, man, you know, it was one of my my heroes. Even though we are the same age, but he was, he, he now would lock, lock up to, 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 to Jeff. 
same as Jeremy and you know, a bunch of guys that were, they were pretty happy for me too. Um, and that was uh, something that I'm not, I, mean, I ain't going to forget in my life, man. That's a, a real good feeling. Absolutely. That, that is a, a, like, for, unfortunately for you, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to win that race, uh, but something you'll, you cherish for the rest of your life. Um, like, obviously, once you've, you've had that, the, the race win, you assume that more, more are to come. Uh, that didn't turn out to be the case for you, but, uh, how much did you sort of savor that moment? Uh, did you, did you go out that night? Did you celebrate with your dad? What, what was the, the aftermath of that? And then what was, uh, what was Mitch's reaction? Cause that guy likes winning. No, you know what? That night, we just went straight to the hotel. Uh, ate some dinner, uh, and went back to bed. Uh, went back to bed. Uh, I was, uh. That's the worst story ever. You know, I know, man. I know. I, I, I was so boring. You know, I was so boring. Uh, but, you know, I had something on my mind. And my goal was to go to the U.S. because, uh, you know, something that I, I didn't say, uh, I didn't tell you, you know, I don't know if you know uh, Mexican people or the Mexican culture, uh, but family here in Mexico, they're pretty close, and they stay together for a long time. You know, like in the U.S., as soon as you know all the guys or people they want, as soon as they turn 18, mm-hmm. they just move out of the house, and they, they just can't wait to get 18 to, to move out of the house. Yep. Uh, and start doing their own thing. In Mexico, no, it's, it's different, man. Uh you turn 18 and you start doing your own thing, you know, but still you're in the house. Uh, you live under your parents' roof, you know, because you live in the house. Uh, if you start making some money, maybe you, you know, sometimes you, you help the house, uh, to pay some expenses. But it goes 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, sometimes 23, 24, and people still live in and with the parents because they, they, they're pretty close. Uh, until yeah. they get married, until you get married and then you move, uh, I mean, from the house. But after that, you know, families, uh, they, uh, they always stay in touch all the time. And, uh, for me being in Mexico with, with, with you know, with a real strong family, uh, roots, being out in California by myself, living by myself, and it was kind of, it was kind of hard at the beginning because I was, man, you know, uh, I have to, you know, I was coming from, 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 from riding or training and back to my, um, to my apartment and opened the door and it was just, just cold and, and, uh, nothing inside my apartment, just a TV, my bed and, uh, uh, set of silverware, plates and just, just for myself. And so I was there like, maybe, I don't know, uh, eight months of the year. And so every time that my parents or friends they were going to a race, it was, it was a real good feeling for me. You know, I feel like, uh, uh, I feel good, you know. And that weekend, it was good, you know, having my dad there and my, my friends. So like I say, I ended up just uh, going to the hotel restaurant, people uh, for from Scott, uh, goggles were there at the restaurant, uh, and also Mike Rocca and his parents were there. So you know, uh, I was. Right, because he's still on Kawasaki's at the time. 
Yes, he was a carry guy, but he was a factory guy. And right. I was from Cossack. So, you know, um, they were just, just uh, also pretty happy about me, you know. So, so I ended up having dinner with my dad and my, and my friends. So I went back to sleep, and uh, next day I flew to California. Uh, I'm sorry, to to um, to um, Orange County. Uh, no, uh, I forget. Or, uh, no. Well, anyway, I, I went yeah, back, you went my, back to, to Southern California. You're so, like San Diego or San Jose. You're up in NorCal. Exactly. Start doing all the drill again. And what I'm saying this is because I have only thing with my mind just to do good on on, 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 on on my racing career because I left everything behind you know I was, I, you know if you can say you were, I was in a sacrifice leaving everything behind uh, girlfriends friends family everything you know all the comfort of being at home uh, to go and pursue my, my dream and become a professional writer and so I, I wasn't going out. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't looking to having fun or partying because uh, my fun was just to do good in being a good writer, and that was something that happened. You know, like a real. It was straight on my, on my, in my mind that, that that I wanted to do, and I was everything I was doing. It was because to uh, make my my racing career and my performance on the bike better. So, uh, even at the time, uh, I, I didn't have an idea of the, you needed to eat, ride or uh, eat good food or, or train this way or that way. So, all that training part of the, or in the eating good and, and healthy and all that things, I learned it when I moved to California. Because back then, uh, before that, I was just eating whatever. I was uh, working out just 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 for the hell of working out. Uh, nothing specific to 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 my career. So when I when I was there in California in '94, and I started learning a lot of things that you know the past guys were doing. So I started putting that all that into work, and, and I got more like concentrate on on. On, on on doing things, uh, you know. But later, few years later, a uh, few years uh, later, uh, that's when I start relaxing more and having more fun and, and taking more relaxed and and because I was taking things too too serious. At you know the first uh, okay. the first five six years, and that was to the point where I was uh, I. Uh, I mean, I started losing or or not having fun on 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 the bike because I was taking that too much too serious. So, uh, but no, that that island, uh, you know, uh, I don't think in there. I was boring. I was boring. But uh, yeah, I went back to sleep and uh, uh, next day flew back to to LA area. And start the drilling again, the riding and training for for Las Vegas. There you go, and another podium, finishing off the yeah. uh, the the two thousand or the nineteen ninety four uh, one twenty five West series with a pair of podiums. Um, extremely, like honestly, this was a very good season for you. You turned a lot of heads. Uh, two podiums, no three. 
four podiums altogether. Uh, a second uh-huh. place at Anaheim, San Diego, which uh, is is nice and close to Mexico. You must have had, uh, although of course you're close to Laredo, Texaco, Texaco, Texaco. Uh, you're, you're close. You're close to um, Laredo, Texas. Um, did you have some fans um, come up from uh, to to watch uh, San Diego? Like, well, that must have been really cool for you, no? Yeah, you know, I got some because uh, San Diego, there is uh, Tijuana or Key, uh, all the people yeah, right there. Know, Tijuana. Uh, and I uh, got bunch, actually, bunch of friends flew from Monterey to Tijuana, and they just okay. crossed the border to go to San Diego. But uh, it really was amazing. Uh, it was a, for Houston Supercross. I got this this friend of mine who organized a uh, like a, a fly, a charter fly, with all full of Mexican uh, friends to go to Houston Supercross to be opener, and you know. It was this this plane full of, of guys that were going to the races, you know, to the supercar. So it was a charger flight just just to go, watch them go race. So it was it was fun, man. And uh, in San Diego, it wasn't that many 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 friends uh, like in Houston, but there was there was a bunch too. And, and it feels it feels good, man. Just talking with your people and, and getting support from your people, and um, that really. It's it, 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 it's a trip, man. It's, it's a trip. Absolutely, and you also in the same season performed very well in Houston, which I guess is some in some ways your home Supercross, um, which is uh, and you got sixth at an East West Shootout, which uh, sixth place doesn't sound that amazing, but when you throw in Ezra Lusk, Jimmy Button, Damon Huffman, Ryan Hughes, Timmy Ferry, who would then go on to win a championship, you only were just ahead of Mike Metzger, Mike Brown, and, uh, your, your would-be eventual teammate, uh, Craig Decker. That was pretty cool. That must have been, uh, quite the night for you, uh, have a top ten performance in front of a lot of, uh, like, kind of, a bit of, it's almost like your hometown, uh, uh, Supercross as far as, uh, being close to, um, that's correct that's correct and so like i say always racing in texas i felt like um uh like a home race you know racing in dallas or houston it was uh like uh being at home and in my home race and uh those you know those races uh, wasn't the exception Absolutely no. It's it seems like you had uh, like some fantastic races there. Um, end of '94. You also you of course race. You race uh, most of the outdoors. In fact, I think believe almost all of the outdoors uh, for Mitch Payton and uh, and Kawasaki. Uh, some better performances than you had uh, the previous year on the Kawasaki's, uh, including uh, two highlights. You had uh, an eleventh place at Unadilla and uh, an eleventh uh-huh. place at Steel City. Like uh, kind of. More East Coast tracks, to be honest. Both of them quite, like, kind of wide open. I guess Steel City was kind of super cross-ish. Um, but, like, what, what, what was that summer like for you? Obviously, uh, you missed a couple of races uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, it looks like. Or, no. Actually, it was, this is, oh, yeah, this is the weird, uh, Gainesville in March. This is back when this, the outdoors uh, was mixed in with Supercross. So you have, you have Gainesville exactly. 11th. Then Hangtown, uh-huh. uh, right around the same time as this, the the uh, Daytona Supercross. Bud's Creek was in May. Then High Point. <laughs> the, the, the very next week, you, you literally you you win. You, you get 14th at High Point, and then the very next weekend you win San Diego or San, San Jose. This is, total, this is 
that was a wild uh, schedule. And yeah, so you raced all the nationals. And it, you, had, you had a lot more success uh, on the pro circuit bike uh, that summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I say, I mean, uh, being with those guys, they help. You know, they they help a lot. They help a lot. You know, uh, they make work a lot easier. And um, yeah, uh, summertime it was it was good because, uh, like I say, I started doing all the the nationals finally. So um, some, I think, like Hank, um, I crashed real hard <laughs> on the start, so I ended up landing on my butt, and so I was with so much pain uh, that I couldn't finish the race. And but uh, I the only thing, the only race I missed on summertime was uh, was Shugel. yeah, was Shugel because. Uh, I had a race in New Mexico uh, that was part of my deal. Uh, either, you know, that we signed with, with Mitch. He knew that that weekend I would have to come to Mexico and do a race for, for Kawasaki Mexico, which was part of the uh, of the deal that year because uh, Kawasaki Mexico was paying me some expenses. And um, I was paying the other expense, and Prospect was giving the bikes parts and mechanics. So that was that was the deal that year. So um, so Washula, uh, it was part of uh, the deal that I was missing the race. So uh, but every and, and, I mean all the uh, the rest of the races I did I did all the races and uh, but um, at the same time you know um, I was pretty inexperienced. I was I was young and I will say young and stupid. You know how the people say. Yeah. And uh, I got the ch- I got the chance to, to race uh, for Mitch for '95, and I just turned it down the offer because, um, um, like I said before, um, I wasn't getting I wasn't uh, I wasn't uh, I was I wasn't getting getting paid from 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 Kawasaki Mexico or or Kawasaki US or Mitch. So uh, I was living out of my my winnings. So um, if I did good on the weekend, you know, I was having money to pay all my expenses, you know, department, uh, fuel, uh, meals, you know, all my living. So, uh, and by the end of, um, uh, actually not by the middle of the the, the summer, you know, I started running out of money because all my earnings on, on Supercross, that's when I was making money, uh, I started spending all my, my, my money in outdoors. And okay, by the time yeah, because you're not making to, as much money getting 15th and stuff like that in, uh, in outdoors. Exactly. I, I, I was getting 50 bucks, uh, 25 bucks, or 60 bucks, something like that. And so my numbers, uh, my bank account started dropping and dropping and dropping and, and when I got the offer from for uh, from Mitch, uh, uh, it was it was money wise. That's why I turned it down. But like I said, it was it was it was pretty stupid on my part. But anyway, like I say, John uh, and stupid and leave and learn. And so I turned it down because uh, the money that he was offering to me uh, as a salary, he was gonna be kind of close of what I was going to spend all my expenses just traveling for the okay. for the 95 season so i said man you know i i just man i'm i'm being lucky this year and to make money you know doing good at the races 
But what's going to happen if I get hurt? So I'm going to survive, man. I'm, I'm going to make my money. So uh, I came here to race. Uh, uh, and, you know, I came from a family where, where I mean, uh, we're no wealthy guys. I mean, wealthy family. We just, you know, like a, uh, living day by day family. And so I have no, 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 nowhere to, to, to get money, you know, to, 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 to be able to, to survive. So, uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I got approached from, from this guy, Kurt Lovis, the guy from Big Texas. Remember when I told you that guy? Yeah. Uh, that was helping me in 93. And he got a deal, uh, with NCY Yamaha. And a company that career was um, it was building. He used to call it Primal Impulse. So he did this team, Primal Impulse NCY Yamaha. So they offered me a ride with a factory equipment and the same equipment as uh, Kevin Windham was using that year. So you know my inexperience on um, on that level. Uh, I thought, well, you know, factory, I mean, you know, you can go wrong with the factory equipment. So, uh, when signed with those guys. But then that was, uh, that was, uh, my lowest, uh, you know, point of, uh, my career. So I got hurt real bad, uh, Pontiac, and I was just struggling with, uh, with my bike. I, I just couldn't, you know, uh, ride out my full potential, and I never, feel comfortable on the bike and you know everything went to the drain that year man so for uh, the 96 season uh, uh, Kurt um, with the Premal Impulse uh, got a support from factory Honda so he moved his team to, to Honda and there was uh, Premal Impulse factory connection Honda team in 96 uh, but I was Still dragging some injuries from the year before because I hit my head real hard in Pontiac in '95. Right. So that it took you know it put me put me out of the rest of the season after that that crash. So it just took me so long to 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 regain my confidence and my uh, my speed and like you say that that was a real bad year '95. So anyway, in, in 90, 90, that was the end of '96. By '95, I signed for 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 you know for Kirk and Thermal uh, Impulse Factory Connection Honda, and okay. things started turning turning around again. Uh, so I started doing you know better, a little better, a little better. Yeah, but, top ten uh, guy I most never, of the time. Top five. Exactly. But I I never. Uh, I know uh, uh, gain my full potential like in Supercross but in outdoors you know I was I, I was start doing better in outdoors some, some finishes uh, I got like some I think uh, I ended up nine the one way yeah uh, where, where is Broomton yeah is Binghamton New Broomton, York I have uh, no idea where that New is New York yeah, yeah. that was an awesome track so uh but anyway, that year I lost my. Were good uh, yeah, uh, that year I lost my ride with with Honda, right. uh, with uh, with Primal Impulse for the uh, ninety seven season. Uh, Kawasaki Mexico 
uh, yes, sponsorship from Takari the beer. You know Takari? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you hear about Takari beer. Right. Anyway, uh, Takari beer uh, put some money to, for, to sponsor a Supercross team for Kawasaki, Mexico. And I was one of the riders. I was lucky to be one of the riders. And, so, and uh, I went back to Cali. Uh, Eric Vallejo was my teammate. And I kind of went back to the same settings that I was running in, um, in 93, 94 with Mitch. Because I was in Kawasaki. I was riding with Bridgestone tires. I was, uh, uh, was doing my motors. It wasn't the same motor that those guys were running, but it was a really good motor. So I ended up uh, having some, uh, some uh, you know, podiums on, on the 125. And uh, it was a good year. It was a good year, 97. Did some, some outdoors also. And also I did, uh, uh, I think I was uh, Tampa's, you know, Orlando, Orlando Supercup on a Super that was my first race on uh, my real, on my first real uh, 250 race on, on 250. And okay, yeah. I think I ended up, I ended up 10 on that race on, on 250. So, Orlando, um, yeah, you went back to back 10s. And then you went, you went, you went, right. you, jumped, you jumped back down to the West Coast. Exactly. So it was, um, it was good. It was good. And being with those guys from Kawasaki, Mexico, it was fun too. Is that the year? Is is that the year you're wearing nine uh, nine five one and uh, and smash the hell out of your pipe? Because that's actually where this whole conversation started. I uh, I happened to notice that it was uh, um, uh, a Kawasaki Mexico graphics on a post that Dave Derringer posted about yeah last Tuesday. You know what? And uh, when was that? Was that was that nine? You know was that what? Uh, I think it might have been ninety eight. You know what? The- that's funny, you know, because we didn't mention all these podcasts, and uh, now that we're talking, everything started because it was that thing, you know, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, all this, all this guy that are hearing this podcast, they don't know how how everything started. So yeah. it was an Instagram photo that uh, that uh, who posted that? MX Culture, MX yeah, Culture. Yeah, MX Culture. His name's Dave Dave Derringer. He's uh, uh he used to. Uh, he was like the Sano MX guy back in the day. You remember all those pit bikes back in the day? He was one of the distributors for Sano uh-huh. MX. And he posted that. And I immediately, as soon as I saw Kawasaki Mexico, I'm like, it has to be Pedro Gonzalez. That and the fact that like 951 was an area code in, in California, which is very, like most guys have it. It's either that or not, 909. Yeah. And, and then I was like, I knew it has to be uh, Pedro Gonzalez. And then you liked my comment. And then I was like, I just like happened on like he must be like on Instagram right now. I mentioned that I had a toy, the the Road Champs Motocross toy from yeah. it had been two thousand or ninety nine, number forty nine, uh, with black plates on it, and and I brought it to a race, my first race that I ever went to, and you signed it for me, and uh, yeah, that was that was like one of, that was my my Pedro Gonzalez connection. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how, how these things, and, and, you know, all this, uh, social media, it's amazing how, how it connects people, huh? Totally. That is it's absolutely wild. Like, what, what is the, uh, the genesis of that photo? Like, you must have, you must have scored points in one moto, and then absolutely, uh, yeah, you went, you went 1834 in 1999 on a Kawasaki. That's, that's, that's what year that would have been. 
Yeah, you know what? I did like I did my research on my site of against photo. I called the guy. Uh, they used to be partners with Javier in Kawasaki, Mexico. Okay. Uh, his name is Mauricio, and I said, "Hey, Mauricio, uh, what's up with this picture?" Uh, and so he said, "You know what? Uh, it's a guy from New Zealand. His name is Mark Penny. He's from New Zealand. He was friends with Ross Myers." one of the mechanics uh, for the team that year. Okay. It was a 98. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, uh, this guy, Mark, uh, uh, I don't know how he got the right for one race with Kawasaki, Mexico. So thanks to, to, to Ross, uh, the big part. So anyway, he got a, a ride for one, uh, for one event. I think it was Melville or something like that. And he ended up crashing and making a, you know, uh, you know that picture from his bike. So at, at first, I thought it was uh, Jeff McCaffrey's bike. Oh, that's not your bike. Run, that's uh, somebody else's. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's, it's not chicken. It's Mark Penny. Mark Penny okay. from New Zealand. So, uh, oh, I, I thought it was your bike it, that was it, all busted straight. up. No, no, no. My bike that year was a 69. It was a lucky number 69. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, it, it for sure is. The, well, the oddly enough, you had a bad Millville that year too. <laughs> Twenty one. <laughs> you you went eighteen thirty four. So who was that? Yeah. So, uh, Steve Lam- Steve Lampson on a Yamaha went thirty six forty. That's not good. Uh, huh. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, so, um, so that was, um, that was, uh, 97, 98, and then 99, uh, I got an offer to get an arena cross. Okay. So, yeah, arena that's cross, right. You were good at arena cross. I remember you winning a lot of races. Yeah. But you know what? I think you're going to laugh at me when I told you the story, what it was, uh, because I got an offer to ride arena cross like two years before, a year before. Yeah. And, and I was, I was, I was a sketchy about doing a ring across because uh, you know I know being from Canada uh, because the cold weather. Okay, yeah, you know, I can see that. Mexico. Yeah, no, that, that makes some sense. You're from Mexico for uh, for Christ's sake. I'm from Mexico, you know, where I live. Uh, summertime gets 45 degrees. Uh, you know, I love I love being in the summer. I love hot weather. I, I used to ride hot, you know, in the hot days and. Uh, so when I uh, I get an offer to ride the, the arena cross, I like, oh man, you know, you know those places, Wisconsin, New York, uh, Ohio, uh, uh, Virginia, all those cold weather places. I like, oh, I don't know. And then on 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 winter time, I say, I don't know. But anyway, I ended up doing it on '99, on the end of '99, or oh, '99 2000 season. And I went to Des Moines, Iowa, with the St. Louis Power Force, uh, okay. Kawasaki. All right. And I started doing good. I started doing good. And uh, the first race I won. So and that's where you're number forty nine. Yeah, that was forty nine. That's when I got that toy that we were just talking. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the deal uh, with this guy because I was hooked with Supercross. I was you know, being real, I mean, close with Supercross, but I didn't have any any ride for Supercross, so that's why I decided to go Arena Cross. But 
uh, I told you know these guys to say, yeah, well, I signed for you guys, but take me to some supercross at the end of arena cross. So and they agreed to do it. So so that was a good thing because they took me to to I think the last two or three supercross races uh, that year on uh, on two thousand. But anyway, uh, on the arena cross, it was just because all the tracks were tight in, in the small and supercross. That's what, uh, I was, you know, that was more of my style. And that's, or that's what I would used to ride more in Mexico. You know, like tiny tracks, uh, uh, turns at 100, uh, 180 degrees, uh, kind of hard pack. And so that was, that was, that was, that really fit me, fit me good. And, 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 you know, I was doing good too. And also, you know, the uh, the purse, the money was really good in arena cross. Absolutely, no, it, it was a really vibrant series. That was arena cross was super vibrant. It was on TV. Uh, you guys had really like the whether it was the Cowies, and then later on when you were on Suzuki's, you guys had really bitching looking bikes. I think you were even uh, at, at one point um, uh, teammates with. Buddy Antonez on on Suzuki, yes. but uh, how did how did you end well, up in Canada? Well, of all, you don't like no. the cold weather, uh, and you ended up racing in Canada. Although it was summer nationals, it was still in Canada. What would you what did you think about coming to Canada? You know, Canada started because um, uh, you know all those years from um, from the arena cross, and maybe like a year before, or two years before. Uh, I got pretty good, you know. Uh, I, I, I was good friends with uh, with uh, Mike Jones, and okay. and Jones. It was all. I mean, all the time I was going to Canada race for 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 uh, Morgan. So anyway, uh, after doing the arena crosses, and um, uh, Mike was in. I was. He was. You know, he was going to some of the races, and he, he you know he helped me with some tips and and and, and you know. Uh, basically tips and, and you support me at the races. Uh, uh, and then the arena cross, when it was over the arena cross, I did some super crosses. And after that, I was done, you know, no races. And then I got this call from, from Chris Morgan one day. Okay. Uh, oh, hello, I'm Chris. And, you know, I said, oh, hi, hello. You know, I keep just, just talking. Say, oh, you know, I got your contact from Mike Jones. I said, oh, okay. So we were talking and said, oh, you know, I got a race in Canada and we got some races coming up that I would love to you to come and race. I said, oh, yeah, what kind of race? Uh, it's arena cross. It's, you know, they're a little bit smaller than arena cross because they're made on uh, hockey rings. And, but they say, you, you, you're not going to have, you know, trouble at all. I, I'm, I'm, I know you're pretty used to this Kind of racing, so it will be good for you. So, yeah, all right. So when's gonna be the race? Oh, it's next weekend. Oh, okay. So we agreed to go. And the first race I went to Canada, it was uh, to Quebec, uh, to Trois Rivières, or Trois Rivières. Yeah, Trois Rivières. Uh, okay. So that's the first place I went to 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 and did this race for for uh, for for Chris. Uh, so I was in a Cowie's. Uh, and my Caden from Ohio, he was also contract to do a race uh, as a, my, my teammate. Okay. So we went and did uh, uh, this race in in 
in Canada, in, in Quebec, and um, so I ended up winning. I did real good, uh, winning every 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 medal and every main. So Chris was pretty 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 happy about my performance. So um, he invited me for the next race. It was uh, Rimouski. Rimouski, yeah. That's just, just north yeah, of Rimouski. Quebec. Uh, Quebec, that's or no, correct. Uh, so, Ottawa, Ontario. You would have flown into Ontario. Correct. No, it was a Quebec, in the, on the Quebec side. Okay, yeah, I know. But it's a, you, you fly into it was, it, it Ottawa, Ontario, French. I believe. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I did... I did. I did that race. Uh, ended up winning too. So, like I say, he was. He was. He was. He was happy with me with, with my riding. So um, later that year, it was uh, uh, Toronto. No, Toronto Supercross. Yeah, Toronto Supercross uh, or Ontario. I can't remember Ontario. No, it was Toronto Supercross. So uh, and then uh, that race was more like a well, it was more supercross and it was the level or competition level was higher than than the real crosses. You know, like uh, Michael Craig was there, uh, Jen Sebastian Wall was there, uh, Morgan. Um, who else? It was a Doug bunch Dahan of guys was probably there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goldie so fast. Yeah, I bunch of those guys. Yeah, from those those years, and so that 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 weekend I was doing pretty good. Uh, I did pretty good on my heat, so I started like six or seven on the main event. So I started moving all my weight to first, and I was leading the race. And uh, he was, I think, Mike Craig was leading the race. I passed, I catch Mike, I pass Mike. And I started pulling from him, and uh, then we went to this this little double section, uh, rhythm section of doubles. Uh, I clipped the last part, I mean the last jump of the section, and I went over the bars, man, with three laps to go, something like that. I mean, it, I did all the bit of work, and with three laps to go, I threw it away because I crashed my, my bike. I mean, I was okay. But my bike car wheel and uh, the silencer uh, got stuck on while I was it was car wheeling in Canada. Uh, the pipe hit the ground. It got right. stuck with uh, dirt, so uh, my muffler was plugged, and I yeah. couldn't start my bike. From so it was from first to last to DNS. I was like, man, I was. I was so close to crying because uh, I did all the dirty work and, and, and I was winning the race, you know, the Toronto Supercross. So uh, it was a big race for me. Uh, so I ended up DNF. And, but anyway, you know, those guys were happy with my performance and that's what, how I got contract for next year for the 2001 Canadian Series. Yeah, so you, you're, uh, what, what number were you? I want to say you were 103, but that's not right. 104. 104, because Casey, was it Casey yeah. Johnson was 103? Casey, uh, yeah, Casey was uh, my teammate, and who else? Like, uh, Craig Decker. Mike Treadwell. And Treadwell. Oh, yeah, because that yeah. year Craig Decker is on Richmond Gowan Kawasaki, number 75. Yeah, no, he was 
Exactly. He was he was with uh Dirty Lange and uh and who else of Cowboys. I think it might have just been the two of them that year, because the prior year uh it was Dehan, Morgan, and Lange all on Richmond Cowies. And then the following year, that next year, um Blair Morgan and Dehan jumped to Blackfoot Honda. And Blackfoot uh, I, Honda. Good. I think Jason Thomas came up that year. Uh-huh. If I'm not mistaken. Uh yeah, that and like you have Brad yes, Hagseth and all those guys, uh Marco Dubé. I gotta do one of these with with Dubé coming up here. Um but Marco yeah. Dubé, yeah. Marco Dubé, I forgot about Michael. He was fast. Yeah, he had those he had like I don't know I don't think this is the correct year, but he had this uh these like his Suzuki's the year prior to this, so like in his '99 Suzuki's, he had the the One Industries kind of bomber, like the Mark Barnett graphics. I thought that was the coolest bike uh-huh. in the world. I thought that was the coolest. Yeah, and then I think in '90 with the Diablo Suzuki, Diablo like that. Yeah. Did you guys get your engines done by yeah. Bondi? Who did your engines? I'm sorry. Who did your engines for Morgan? Uh, was it Morgan? Like, was it Morgan Racing? Uh, I, I think uh, you know, Bill Spikes did it on Suzuki's. Okay. Bill Spikes. Nice. Bill Spikes and and um, suspension. Um, uh, who did suspension? I think um, RG three. What used to call this? this what was the name? Was it RG three? I got, I got old no, no, no. I think it was uh, uh, a guy from Canada, a company from Canada. I can't remember the name, but anyway, it was really good stuff. I mean, I was pretty happy with uh, with my equipment. Eh? Okay, I was pretty happy with my equipment, and uh, but yeah, you know, that was my experience in Canada, which is amazing. I got in love with the country. I had the opportunity to travel from all the way from the west coast. To all the end of the uh, East Coast, but what part of uh, 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 it's not it's not uh, is Atlantic? The uh, uh, East Coast, so like Moncton. Yeah, Moncton. But the, what part of the sea uh, is of the is Atlantic? Sorry, what, what, one more time. What part of the sea? Uh, because uh, it's Gulf of Mexico, you get his Mexico and Florida, and then is the uh, Pacific on the other side, and it's Atlantic, right? Yeah, the North Atlantic. Uh, that's the Maritimes. Yeah, you're, North, you're in there with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had a chance to look all that, and, and that'd be make, cool. You know, I've actually so never many, been out that way. So I've, I've never been East Coast Canada. No. Never, never, and I, I, I love, I love, uh, I love it. I, you know all the, uh, you know the way you guys live, and you know the uh, the cleanness of the uh, country, the air free of pollution. I mean, it, it, even the bikes work uh, uh, run better out oh, there yeah, because it's so clean. The uh, the, uh, the air is so clean. The bikes run real good, man. I mean, it was amazing. That's awesome. Uh, at first, uh, at first, when they told me, you know, you, you're gonna the bike run better because because it's so clean. I said, ah, I can't believe that. When I went there and and and, and I saw, you know, all the uh, all the uh, the country, I said, yeah, this thing is it's amazing, man. It's it's unreal. So you guys lucky that uh, other country. 
Yeah, no, I, like, and uh, and you, of course, you raced my f- my favorite racetrack to this very day. It's changed a little bit since you were there last. Obviously, this, this is almost twenty years ago, over twenty years ago. Um, Grunthal, Grunthal Centennial Raceway, as it was known back then. Uh, yeah, Dirt. Grunthal, it had those, yeah. They had it had a, a concrete starting pad, a, a, a uh-huh, left hand, yeah. Uh, yeah, left hand first first corner, and then a Start, big sweeping huh? corner into a into a gnarly set of whoops. What do you remember about Grunthal, yeah. if anything at all? It was a pretty special race, and I am going to try and uh, um, find it and post it uh, post it up somewhere here. You know what? Uh, like to tell the truth, like I don't think I have n- nothing. I like 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 special for for any track because i remember all the tracks you know even from from the one in victoria uh it was amazing and then we went to the one uh, uh where black Honda was located uh uh that's uh regina yep okay regina and the track on top of the hill and you i mean you'll see all, i mean you could see yeah, it you're the, in, the whole city yeah, you're yeah. back, back uh, and forth and out of the valley, and then Grunthal was uh, outside of Winnipeg. Exactly, I mean, all those tracks, man, they, they, they were amazing. Did they still racing those 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 uh, tracks with venues, or they changed tracks? They they changed things around. The Canadian Nationals uh, hasn't came to Grunthal since two thousand and three, uh, but we had a race in a, a place not too far from there called Morden, Manitoba. But locally, we have always raced in Manitoba. It was my the very like I, I my first race was not until the end of the two thousand season. So I raced that track that you raced uh, about two months later. That was my first race. That was the first track I ever rode. Period. It was the first time I, I raced it. Um, and then uh, later on that year on, on Kawasaki 85s and uh, yeah I've, I've raced there since I was 12 years old and I absolutely uh, love it and they still race it to this day yeah and it's amazing it's amazing you no, those, up those, for uh, a riding clinic or something like that that would be cool I think that would be like that would be nice dude come that would like, be nice man I, I would, really I, that's I my, really my mission for this summer if, if everything's not cancelled is to uh, coordinate a flight on a weekend and and bring you back to Ka- to, to Grunthal. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, if we can work out that, I'll be you know uh, more than happy to go. And um, yeah. yeah, like I said, I mean, real good memories uh, from from all my racing career. Uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm being I mean, so so lucky to be able to to travel the world, meet people, and. Um, different cultures and make money and uh, and, uh, and and turn me into what I am, what I am right now uh, all thanks because of the sport and so it's 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 I feel I feel pretty grateful and be able to 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 to, to do all that and you know I get still involved on the on the industry and try to make uh, help writers to make uh, better uh, every day, and try to help the Mexican uh, motocross scene to to make a, a better, a better, a better circuit. Absolutely. Like, uh, what? How have you seen the the culture and the uh, the scene of uh, Mexican motocross? change over the years obviously like motocross in general has changed leaps and bounds since the 70s 80s 90s 
Um, but just in the last little while, like, is is motocross fairly healthy in uh, in Mexico? Is like is off road racing taking taking hold more in Cal- more in uh, Mexico? Uh, just like it is everywhere else, it seems like. Uh, like obviously, when when I was growing up, and certainly when you were racing, like off road racing was not really something a lot of people did very often. Like it was sort of like a like an offshoot of like sort of like some guys in the woods were doing some weird stuff, and we weren't really paying too much attention. But now it seems to be front page news. Uh, what's the what's the scene like uh, down in Mexico now? Look, you know uh, things are getting better. Are getting I mean are getting better, but uh, I. Uh, it could be. I mean, it could be way better uh, because uh, 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 I think it's pretty healthy. Uh, serious what we got right now, uh, but uh, a lot of things could be better. Starting, um, starting with with the tracks. You know, the I think the promoters right now uh, this time they 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 worry about too much how you know the track is going to look about. Sponsors uh, and how how they dress the, the track to look good for sponsors, but they just don't take care about the track for the riders. And if you don't have a okay. good track, it's it's impossible to have a good riders. So uh, you know the key for me, the key to be a good rider is to ride good tracks and just ride, to ride, ride, and ride. You know, burn as much fuel fuel as you can to be a better rider. Uh, but um, you know, right now they they worry too much about you know to put flags in the track, to put this in the track to look nice, to the you know the pitch to be all the old nice with uh, organized with uh, everybody with the same color of uh, canopies, shiny bikes, shiny gears. But like I say, I mean, they don't that don't make you a good rider. I mean, what makes you a good rider is to have a good track and good format of racing. And um, and in competition, uh, another thing that I, I noticed uh, that I'm trying to change it's um, here in Mexico. It's I mean even if you see country, it's a big country, but uh, or racing community uh, is pretty small because it's so expensive to 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 do the sport in Mexico uh, that not everybody is uh, you know can afford to to. To go race or just to go and have a, a bike, so it's too expensive. So okay. um, and and saying that, uh, we're a national and it's uh, maybe 120, 130, maybe 150 at the most uh, riders you're gonna find at a national. So that's nothing to me uh, compared from what was living in, in in the U.S. or what I see in the uh, in Europe or, or or in Canada, and and you know 150 riders, and then you have uh, I don't know maybe uh, 20 classes. Okay. So you spread everything apart. Yeah, some small classes. You got some six guys in here, six guys there. Exactly. Yeah, we have exactly. that here too, though. Got- Honestly, we're in the exact same boat locally. Like we get. Uh-huh. We get 10, 15 kids in the ADCC class. There's honestly the biggest class in the last little while has been the the 450B class because it's guys like me who could actually afford to ride them. 
Yeah, so that uh, that happened here in Mexico. It happened in Mexico, and I say, you know, okay. you need to to confront those writers and and pack them all, you know, in the one class, and, and you know, for the slower writers to 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 see what they need to do to improve the, their speed and the and the writing ability to be a better writer, uh, because um, there's few few guys that run pretty good here in Mexico, let's say on the on, on expert class, but still, they're not used to it to have a competition. They, they're they used to, to rate maybe, you know, uh, um, a gate with maybe 15 guys, but only one guy is going to give him, uh, you know, uh, a hard time to, to win, and right. that uh, the topic is staying weak. Uh, what we tried to do with the race I'm promoting is to pack everything down and less classes, more time on the bike. Uh, instead of being like two motors a format, uh, I make it four motors. And you know, I want I want the riders to, to really ride the track. You know, spend most of the time on the bike on the track, burning fuel. And that's um, and you'll see you know the kids when they start on the first time they get on the track. By the time they do the last motor or the last laps on the track, it's a whole different thing. I mean, uh, I much faster, with more confidence, and, and that's, what, that's what we need. So, and, you know, I'm trying to put that into 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 all sports in Mexico. Well, there you go. Like, it, it's great to see that you're, you're giving back, and, like, um, I do believe that motocross is cyclical. We've, we, we see downturns in, in enrollment in races. We see things come back up. Uh, obviously, I think when when uh, when I start having kids and those kids are coming back to the races, I think we'll, we'll see an influx of riders. Uh, maybe they'll be on electric little bikes to start out with, but uh, we'll be uh, we'll be racing at some capacity. Um, so, where can people find more information on you? Where can people follow you on uh, on social media to keep up? And uh, obviously, you've got that awesome dealership uh that you need to plug as well yes thank you uh they can find me instagram as pedro gonzalez 47 that's my personal uh instagram uh also uh facebook with the same pedro gonzalez uh they'll see my picture riding my bike with the number 47 yep. and our company uh moto planeta uh moto planet with an a on the end of uh, Planet uh, in Spanish, uh, Moto Planeta. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and the graphic company 47 uh, Graphics on Instagram and um, Facebook. And also, if you guys want to watch and follow the series that I'm promoting here in Mexico, you can uh, search under Pedro Speedy Gonzalez. MX Cup. That's the name of the series. Okay. Fair enough. We just just went on and uh, and gave you a follow on the the not only your your account but also the forty seven graphics and, and see stay on Thanks, top of man. that racing series as well, my friend. Uh, I I like. I asked for about an hour of your time. You gave me an hour and a half. This has been absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, I, I really appreciate you giving me as much time as you did, man. This, it was so cool to go down memory lane with you and, and talk about uh, how you got started in the sport, how you came up through the, the race wins, the teammates that you've had. Um, I feel like we could even dive even deeper on some stuff, so we maybe have to call you up another time to do a, a part two of this or something like that. But uh, this was a, an awesome opportunity for me. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I kind of um, started, like, spurred me with a ton of different ideas to have some guys on to talk about some old races and stuff like that i really appreciate it well for sure anytime you know i'm 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 i'm, I'm thankful that you uh uh wanted to have on your podcast and uh you know that way some of my friends in, in canada they 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 know what's going on with me at this time so uh and for sure you know i would love to to to, to go back again in canada and, and spend time with you guys and again, thank you for keeping in mind for, for this podcast. And you know, we'll be here. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate the time. Uh, this is fantastic. This was an absolute highlight for me. Uh, like, you're one of the guys who spawned and spurred the, uh, um, and um and, and just like the, and drove the passion that i have for the sport so uh you have yourself a great Thank rest you. of your day and uh do not hang up just yet but for podcast sake we're going to cut it off right there all right <laughs>